Chances are you aren't sharing an epic dinner with your friends right now, but you could be. Just book a seat at a private dining event with your Chase Sapphire Reserve card. Then get to it. A multi-course menu, insane flavors, a wine pairing. Ooh, is that crispy duck? Experience more unforgettable dinners with private dining events from Sapphire Reserve. Chase, make more of what's yours. Learn more at chase.com slash Sapphire Reserve. Cards issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member of FDIC. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome to Dear Young Queen, the podcast. Lex, look, no guests today. I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know? I figure I could ask you about your first. Oh. And you can ask me about my last. Oh, I like that. I think it's great for just us to kind of dip into our passions and who we are and what makes us who we are. So we kind of need to introduce ourselves a little bit. Welcome, everybody, to the Dear Young Queen podcast. My name is Ashley. And I'm Alexis. And we're going to be coming to you every single week, bringing you stories from real life women. I feel like people have to be professionals and experts and all of those things for us to bring their stories to people, or they have to go through some like life altering traumatic event. Of course. So like validate that. Yeah. Now I made it. Now I'm I'm this person. Yes. And I, to me, that's just not true. I just feel like we have so much to learn from each other along our respective journeys that don't necessarily mean there are people who really have not had any life changing traumatic experiences mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Right. They haven't dealt with extreme death or divorce or um, public humiliation. Correct. Or any of Correct. those things. They're just women who are actually really trekking through life like we can connect to and relate to in a lot of ways. So I feel like I want us to invite women, real women on this show, no matter what stage of their journey they're in to share with us, to bring their experiences to the mic, to connect with other women. You know me over at Dear Young Queen. I'm always trying to create safe spaces. I was getting ready to brag about you. I was about to say, like, I feel like your platform is just so comfortable and very much inviting. Yeah. And it's an asset to what it feels and means to be a woman. So thank you for that. Yeah, totally. Appreciate it. I always want to make sure that I'm creating safe spaces, whether that's in podcasts, whether that's Mm. in media content, whether that's in events Mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. women can kind of peel back those protective layers of their skin. Absolutely. um, And openly share without feeling like they are standing naked. I feel like that usually happens in conversation. Absolutely. There are a couple ways that women bond. We bond over those things that we have in common. Right. And then we right. bond over those things that we hate. Trauma bonding. Yeah, right. Like I hate him. Oh my God, Trauma me too. Like, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. crazy. People I read a stat somewhere, I don't know how long ago it was, that basically said most bonds, it was like something obnoxious, like somewhere between 70 and 80% mm. that women bond over hate bonding. Wow, that's like, so. I hate that. I hate her. I hate this service. I hate. Yeah. It's not surprising. I hate that. Hate. Yeah. That, see? that we have that as a stereotype, a stigma, or a cloud that's over us. So we got to change that. Yeah, for real. I'm also not mad at it. Like I get it. It makes sense, right? Because dang, here's hate bonding. Hate bonding. I think I'm a victim of that, and also definitely a suspect. No, for sure. Dead. <laughs> Not a couple of girls' friends because they hate you. Oh, <laughs> That's no man. Good. No, but I think it makes sense, right? It's easier sometimes to talk about subjects that are not yourself. Yes. yes. And so the moment you can find a, a point of connectivity 
about something that's mm-hmm, not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you. That's right. You're like, yes, yes, yes. Oh my God, me too, girl. Yes, and you just yes. dive in. Yeah. So I, I, I want to just create those moments of connectivity. Sure, sometimes it might be hate bonding, but just points that will allow women to to connect, and then we can dig into our stories because once you're open, it's like the floodgates are from open. There. Don't take that sexually. <laughs> <laughs> once you're open, it's open. Lakaim, Lakaim. What do we got here today, sis? Mm. So you're drinking fresh lime juice, a little Cointreau, and um, you have tequila. It's good. I'm not gonna lie. I like the straw. Okay. Love a, I love to save my lip color a little yes, bit. Uh-huh. Yes. And I'm doing a little Cosmo situation. I have um, cranberry, a little a hint of cranberry, Tito's vodka, and. Um, Cointreau and some lime juice. Only you could find the iridescent Moscow <laughs> mule cups here at Casa Lex. You, you guys, know. not only does she have the iridescent cups, she has all of her silverware is also iridescent. Yeah, I also feel like yeah. this is not made for the dishwasher, so you have to wash everything by hand. For sure. Oh, it's not worth it. But, <laughs> but I'm allergic to dishes, though. What is it? What? I'm allergic to dishes because I have enough children that they need to do it. There's something they can do. Hilarious. Yeah, because <laughs> if like, I'm going to the that? grocery store, which takes, some people don't even like doing that, picking out fruits, vegetables, I the sure whole don't. night. I Amazon fresh all You understand what I'm saying? So yes. I actually like doing that. So that's time consuming. And then, um, you know, making the meal, coming up with the recipe, that's also time consuming. So, the least you can do is do the dishes. Yeah. And there's four of them. So like they could take turns. Yeah. And actually you my oldest. You have to do the dishes twice a week. Actually, the oldest is the only one that I allowed to do it because she does it properly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the other ones are just like slinging it and you look up, it'll be something dried and it has like a little bit of residual spaghetti sauce on there. Dead. You know. Yeah. We're not doing that. What other chores do your kids have in the house? Walk the dog, pick up the poop. Um, take the recycle bin and the trash out. Make sure their rooms are decent. Uh, that's about it. My mother never made me do any chores as a child. Well, she wanted you to focus on work, or is it she just you? She did it better, or I what do you think, think it could be? She found other ways to teach me the lessons she thought that chores were. Right. So, like, there example, never was, um, like. I don't know. I, I love my mom. I love the way that she raised me, but like there ne- never was a reward for something you're supposed to do. So mm-hmm, a lot of mm-hmm. times parents use chores followed by a sticker on a chart or some money mm. or the way that you make money in this household is by doing a chore. Things were kind of just expectations. I understand that. Right. So like your room should be clean. There never agree, was like a make your bed and this or it was just like if I say clean your yeah. room, clean your room. There never needs to be a set schedule or like on Thursdays you do this or Fridays you do this. Same with me. I feel like because it's just so many of them and so many moving parts and we are very, everyone has their own schedule. Yeah. I'm like, that's your safe, your space. So make sure it's just not looking crazy. Because, yeah. you know, if people are coming over the house or you have friends over, you don't want to be like stepping over shoes and clothes from last week. We're not doing that. But actually, now that I think about it, is that for most of my life, it was really just me and my mom in the house. Mm. So I'm sure like the dishes really were, there was two plates, two uh, forks. I didn't think and about I, that. You know what I mean? There wasn't yeah, yeah, enough yeah. Yeah. mess created in our household, I think, for her to feel like I needed to do something. But the one thing I do wish that she made me participate in is cooking. She would always invite me into the kitchen mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I would always decline. And she was just fine with 
my me declining it. But now, I like, that. I have to call her for everything. How do I make tuna again? Uh, Literally, I need to know. Really? Does mustard go in it or is it mayo? She's like, Ashley, it's mayo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really struggle. So it's like, I appreciate not having chores when I was young. I appreciate not having to do the things in the kitchen when I was young. But now I'm like, damn, I wish a little bit she would have forced me. And I'm pretty sure she has that same thought process. That's interesting perspective because both of my parents were in the kitchen. My, my dad and my mother, and they were both preparing whatever dish. Like my dad had this big Kansas City, Missouri, known for barbecue. I know Memphis is going to want to holler at me. And, and the Texas, 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 Texas going to want to holler okay? at you. They yeah. want to holler yeah. at me. But Kansas City, y'all know about Gates. Um, and what uh, what is, is the co- Arthur Bryant's is another one. But um, he had a smoker in the back. So we had all kinds of meats in the back. The pit. So especially during like Thanksgiving and the holidays, he would be having a whole like turkeys in there, whatever that was crawling was in there. You know, it's just like smoking everything. You you know, they you know, they had some coon and all kinds of stuff, babe. So like he was doing the meats and my mom was doing the side dishes. And then we would have people that were bringing a dish or I just had to be in the kitchen. And that's what we had to be quiet in the kitchen. You had elders in there that were snapping green beans and cutting certain things. And then you want, you know, I couldn't chime in on the conversation, but I definitely was listening and observing. Yeah. to everything happening. Yeah. And were you like, let's, let's imagine it was one of those days. Like what, were you having your own dish young that you made or did they make you responsible for cooking something? Or like, for instance, my like Thanksgiving, cause I don't cook, like my job is to peel the sweet potatoes. Ah, or like peel the potato for potato salad. Like they yeah, give me yeah, the jobs yeah, yeah. that are uh, that don't require any skills, but help prep for them. Of course, those of course. are the things that I do still now as an adult, which is so embarrassing. But I, I knew how to make whatever dish just because my mom was making it, and she introduced us to healthy options as well. So she started changing, switching up the generational. I don't want to say curse, but just what she was taught. You know, hogmas and like. You know, chitlins. My dad used to be bent over the sink, pillin. So that stench. Oh my god! I just had a yeah. Still to this day, yo. If if you had chitlins in your house, you know exactly what Ah. we're talking about. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID nineteen get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, or asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. But do you make your kids cook? Yes. uh, I feel like my oldest cooks the most just because she knows what she wants. She'll make a quick pasta with a marinara sauce or butter sauce like just butter and little cheese my oldest son he loves making ramen real quick so it's like yeah. quick dishes <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah they know how to scramble eggs Listen, you know the usual they know about what i know uh with a 15 <laughs> plus year difference so you're doing good you're doing good how was your thanksgiving thanksgiving was good yeah. i was in new york with okay. family love that one of uh, a bestie of mutual friend of ours. Yeah. You know, she puts it down every time. Does she the cook spread. or she she has a chef? She has a chef. Is she still working with Chef Shani? 
Yes, she is. You know I put her on the Chef Shani. Ah, like Chef Shani. Amber hit me one day and I put her on to a guy and then he moved. Yeah. And she's like, do you have anybody else? I was like, I also found this woman. And I like when I tell you that I love so much to watch that relationship flourish. Yeah, yeah. It's so dope. I love connecting women and then them going off and running with what I knew in my mind was already Would work. Going. Yeah. I was like, oh, I knew this was going to That's work. actually how her and I met was through another mutual girlfriend really? that was like, y'all would kind of vibe together. And then here we are and years later. Vibing still. Yeah. I love that. I'm glad to have you sitting next to me, you know, back going back to the Dear Young Queen events that we did in COVID. Oh, my goodness. For those of you that don't know, um, when the <laughs> pandemic hit, Dear Young Queen had started an event series um, that was going to travel around the country, bond with women at, at great restaurants and do these Let's Talk About It dinners was the name of the series. And then literally the day after our first dinner, the world shut down. Oh, like shut down. So disappointing. Including the budgets that were sponsoring these dinners yeah shut down yeah, which is crucial yeah was crucial and so like everybody else in in the quarantine i had to pivot <laughs> um yeah, and yeah. in that pivot i created i took those events and made them virtual online genius nights genius and I'm you, over the course of the quarantine we saw over 500 women that attended these virtual ladies nights <laughs> word um so alexis like a was mini- a host that was so good we had to bring her back reunions. twice <laughs> You know what? That was a saving grace in itself because so many women were able to connect together from their bedrooms. We saw some bedrooms. We saw some kitchens. We saw some living rooms. Some living rooms. We was in everybody's house. That was our lives. And that was such a beautiful space because a lot of us missed our girlfriends. We missed being able to travel and connect mm-hmm. and being able to open up to each other. So thank you for bringing each my girlfriend that I hadn't seen in months or almost a year and multiple years we were able to connect and I could be in her living room and we had our wines. We had our check-ins. Yeah. Yeah. We got to meet, to meet some new people. They're, so hi y'all. Hey, Good y'all. to see y'all again. <laughs> What's up? What's up? We were a big voice mm. amongst a bunch of them. So I'm excited to have you back hosting alongside talking to all the women that are part of the Dear Young Queen community. It really means so much to me. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. Of course. So for the next, I don't know what, 15, 20, 30 weeks, as as long as you guys will watch. (laughs) Click and subscribe. Yeah, hello. (laughs) Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We are going to bring this podcast with just us sometimes. Sometimes we'll have Mm -hmm, some incredible mm -hmm, guests. mm -hmm. Um, But the goal will always be with the mission of Dear Young Queen is, which is to create these safe spaces for women to connect, learn, and inspire through conversation. Yes. Yes. So there are going to be two things we do every episode. Okay. The first thing we're going to do is talk to people about their first times. Ooh, first. Because I feel mm. like your first unlocks a lot of a lot of subjects. Absolutely. Uh, we can touch on relationships, we can touch on family life, we can touch on careers, we can talk yeah. about friendships, children. Like there's it always be scary. a scary, it could what? be exciting, it's exhilarating. Yeah. It oh could my have happened goodness. in your youth, it could have happened just the other yes. day. And so yeah, I want to yeah. talk about first for sure. Okay. Can right. I start with you? All right, fine. You talk talk about your first. I'll talk about my first. All right, all right, all right. right. Sounds good to me. So if anybody follows Alexis on social media, Alexis is a a global traveler. But more important to me, she's a global solo traveler, Mm. which is crazy interesting to me as someone who has never taken a trip by myself. What? So that's a first for you? Oh, it will be a first at some point. In 35 years of life. I have never oh. gone on a trip by myself. 
So wow. I want to know wow, 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 wow. if you can tell me about the first time you ever took a solo trip. Ooh, the first time I ever took a solo trip was on this boutique cruise. Getting expensive. It's okay. So giving. okay, I, a was boutique just, cruise sounds like river okay. cruises. And I, I didn't look a couple of those up. I was so used to traveling a certain way with either my family, with my girlfriends, as a couple with my partner. And, you know, I was a planner. I always would plan. So this was a time I could really take that planning out of my hands. Interesting. And also for safety reasons, it was very much calculated. I was with a group. It was about 120 passengers on this boat. And we started in Prague. Okay. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We ended in Prague, but we started in Vienna, Austria. So we traveled up the Danube River on a riverboat. I'm going to act like I know what the Danube River is. <laughs> okay. I have no idea what the Danube is. Okay. Where's the Danube River? It's in Europe. Okay. It's in Europe. Does it pass through multiple countries or something? It does. Is it like as popular as the Amazon and I need to know? And the Mississippi? Okay. The Amazon is very much jungle. So you're going to have a different terrain, a different vibe, a different energy. The Danube, there's different locks. A lock is like the Panama Canal where you okay. fill up the water, you go down and then you keep going. So I dealt with that. But you would stop in different places, Germany and Bratislava. I was in Slovenia. I was on these different countries going. Yeah. But it was very strategic in the fact that it was a planned itinerary with excursions that are already included. The only gag is I was the only black person on this boat and everyone was either retired and usually they were about over the age of 70. Dead, I'm dead. So here I am with my fabulous self, oh, yeah. just being the, the queen that I am. Was all up in castles and went to a concentration camp. That part of the time that the timing of it was so beautiful and important for me because it was a planned itinerary that someone else planned for me. Mm -hmm. I was so used to planning around my kids and what they would like, the length of time that it would take to do a historical tour because I was very, very intentional when I would like plan trips for the children yeah. and the family. So this was great that I could actually relax and mm -hmm. just show up. And I was very adamant about showing up for everything, whether it was wine tasting, whether it was climbing and going to a castle or just learning the law of the land in these different countries. So that was very important to me, waking up on my time, having this beautiful time to reflect and read and write. And that was what I needed. And yeah. so it was just good to listen to your voice. And that was what I didn't know in hindsight. That was the segue into this major solo trip that I did when I went to 11 countries in 32 days by myself, which I, I don't know where I got that from. Maybe you would call it the chutzpah, but like that energy and that transition, I just, it was so invigorating yeah. and that's what changed my life. So many Sorry. questions I had. Like Sorry. literally as you were talking, my brain was going a million miles an hour. Okay. Let's first start on this first trip. Yes. How many days was this boat ride? It was a total of eight days, okay. two travel days, and then and then eight in, in between. Yes. Okay. When you would sleep, that's when you would dock. And then by the time you would wake up, then you have that excursion at a certain time after breakfast, and then you go do your thing. Are you willing to share with us what something like this costs? So something like that, including airfare, 
was a approximately- No, take the airfare because we already know you bougie and fly first class. <laughs> Just tell me the trip and the, co- the cost of the trip, like the boat. About $9,000. Okay. And that's including all excursions, okay. all food, okay. beverages, everything. No, You don't have to worry about tipping, which- that's what I would recommend when you're looking for cruises to make sure they don't have any hidden charges because per excursion adds to your total. So then you have a bill at the end. Interesting. This one you were all. All inclusive and not the all inclusive like that. It was all inclusive on a high level. Yeah. You yeah. Were, you, were, you were drinking the I had a brand bar, not the level. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So there's <laughs> levels like all cruises, but it's only 132 people. So your service is what you're paying for mm. being on the bus and having the tour guides. That's what you're paying for. And by the time the trip ended, I met judges. I met another lady who was a widow who had never traveled by herself, but she sat there and told me she commended me because I was in my younger thirties at the time. She was like, it took me 70 years to travel by myself and my husband dying mm-hmm. and just having money and not being, you know, what am I going to do with this? She's like, my kids forced me to come here. She's like, but to see you inspired me. And then you're hearing these stories. And it was this other couple that was there. They were celebrating their 50th anniversary, but like, I still keep in touch with these people. That was literally what I was going to ask next. Oh my, now, you Anybody? know, I'm going to talk to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Because at first they're like, what you doing here? I'm like, well, what you doing here? Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. That's so dope. It's but it was intimate. It was intimate setting. It's, it's funny because you, at first I was like, why the hell would she ever take a solo trip? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> but then when you use the word kind of like escape, I yeah, thought about it. You got yeah. four kids at home. You never really have, Yo. you don't have much alone time. No, the who, you know, you want to be in the bed, but naked, you know, yeah. the pose she's doing, like she ain't no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you want to do cartwheels. Like I always gag and say, like, like joking with my, you know, everyone and be like, yo, I can't wait. As soon as I back up from my driveway, it's now a vacation just because it's so much work before you leave. Setting up, making sure everyone has transportation, there's food in the refrigerator I sometimes will go to extent in prepping food to where all they have to do is put in the oven so like that's work before you even go you know it's already your hair your nails and packing I would have to pack for four kids I would have to pack for my my partner I would have to pack for myself looks and the vacation's only five days it took you two days to catch up from rest now you got three left and it's time to go home yeah that's annoying most people don't even get to their vacation and really vacation right and so it was very intentional for me to actually listen to do I really want to get up and go to breakfast this morning or can I sleep in? Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's a kid, they're knocking on the door saying, I'm ready to eat, you know? And yeah. you're like, all right, let me get up. So it was good for me. I think that that's interesting because you had a desire to spend alone time. Yes. I spend so much time alone. Yeah. Oh. That the idea of leaving my house wow. to go spend alone time somewhere else is not very intriguing to me. I actually want to share these experiences with somebody. I understand that. But still a piece of me inside is very jealous Mm. that you could actually enjoy the time alone with yourself so much that you would take it somewhere else. So it's like I'm in a very interesting space when it comes to a solo trip because I do believe that it could really fill me up in a way. And I think it would just – 
teach me like the same way I see people who sit at the bar by themselves or go to the movies by themselves. Yes. Like, I used to have this sense of like, I feel bad for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I grew out of it and I really admired it because I don't quite have the balls to do it. We have to tap into our soul and we have to go on dates with ourselves too. And I would even, even with a partner, you still, I still would encourage this for every single person, man, woman, whomever. I'm encouraging my daughter to do a semester abroad just for that same reason. Yeah. What you learn and learn about other cultures and other people in different countries, they're very unique and different than how we were raised. So it's just good to hear people's stories. I would be very strategic, and I can't stress this enough, with safety. Yeah. I stayed in the center of the city. I, I stayed at a, a decent enough hotel, not a hostel, not backpacking, yeah. because I wanted the, the front desk to know where my whereabouts were. I would tap into them, set my re- reservations yeah. for reservation for two. So even they wouldn't tell somebody that she's solo. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So you have to be very cognizant of where you are, what the rules are for the country, as well as like what you're getting yourself into. You yeah. know, I'm not saying go out there and be Dora to explore. Explore like that. It's it very has, much given taken. That's yes, why. We're not doing that. Okay. <laughs> no, we're not in hostels. You definitely need a budget. You have emergencies. You have, you have to think about that currency exchange and what you're doing. And Tap into people, your friends and family, tap into them and let them know where you are. Give them an itinerary. Right. But it, but in hindsight, it is good to go to the lobby bar at your hotel. As opposed to trying to just go out and find some. Yeah. And it depends on the city that you're in. Yeah. You know, I definitely had to be more, more conscious of like certain cities that are like either very religious you know, they don't really appreciate women traveling by themselves. So I had to hire security. Mm. You're saying a lot of things that I feel like are important uh-huh. because for me, safety has always been one of them. And even when I've talked to my mom about going overseas or traveling, safety is always her first concern too. Absolutely. It's it's nice to know that there are actual like parameters that you mm-hmm. should set up for yourself when it comes yes. to in- solo travel and particularly international travel. And maybe we can add some tips to the website, you yeah. know, that would be very helpful. That way you guys can really tap into like what certain countries, that's a big deal. And certain countries, maybe you shouldn't go by yourself. No. And there's certain c- countries we're not, we sh- Americans shouldn't go to, or women shouldn't go to. And it's real out here. My thing is always this, I need to go home. I got to go home. Yes. <laughs> I got to make it home. I'm not trying to be risky. Yeah. It's very strategic. I do my research. I try to find restaurants that I love that I heard were great. Get a reservation there again through the hotel. A paper trail. Paper trail. Yeah. So paper trail. big. Yeah. So big. It's just, it's half, you have to be honest, Lex. Like yes. it just sounds like a budget. It, it is like a budget. You also need to have a budget. Yes. So and it should be that, conscious. Right. And that's why, it's, that's why it has to be planned. Yes. That's why it's so important to make sure that you actually have done, absolutely planned everything out because absolutely. It, in order to set yourself up for success. Yeah. You have L- to. Little things, just packing one bag, you yeah. know, because dimensions are different in different countries. Therefore they won't let you take a bag. You have to wait and baggage claim. Like there's so many different tips that we need and to know that just keep us safe. Cause we gotta, you gotta get home. Yeah. (laughs) So it sounds like the, the desire for like a little bit of alone time. And then also you just kind of being an explorer. Absolutely. Is what really pushed you to do it. 
What do you feel like you actually took away from your first solo trip? I feel like from my first solo trip, what I took away the most, like I took from that was the fact that I could listen to my voice. My ego was a little bit damaged at the time. So it's just like, I feel like I reignited my confidence and the fact that I was able to maneuver and to navigate this journey for myself. And I feel like I'm a better woman because of this. Yeah, It helped me stand a little taller and stronger. Mm -hmm. And then it also taught my children that, you know, this is who their mother is. And she's going to be safe. She's going to be conscious about coming home. But she's also educating herself. She's growing. Mm -hmm. And she's going to come back refreshed and ready to, like, get on her ass. You know, you get on our asses. You know? A plus. Yeah, because now I'm coming back a little, <laughs> little tighter now. You know, I learned something or I saw something or, you know, because I feel blessed to be able to go. And I also feel blessed to come home. Man. All right. So I have like one last question for you. Of all of your solo travels, mm-hmm. is there one country in particular that you feel like if, if any woman was going to go on a solo trip that she should add to her list? Yes. The number one country that you should add to your list if you're going to go on your solo journey, and I would say even if it's your first, would be Iceland. Iceland, one, because... Like what? Like, I have yeah. no desire. <laughs> like, huh? Okay, no. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to like... Iceland? So, Iceland. Sounds like a snooze. And it's not. It's a pleasant well, surprise. Me. It's a pleasant surprise. One, they have this beautiful spa vibe is they have the blue lagoon oh right uh a plus instagram photos ladies so so that's that's, hashtag go search hashtag blue lagoon also hashtag lake louise two good ones canadian rockies there you go that's one reason for the for the pictures for the pics and they have two sides also who takes your pictures on solo trips so strangers yes i don't have that kind of trust no but so like if i don't know my you know what i usually do i'll do a small group tour there's usually one young girl whose parents send her overseas (laughs) (laughs) i usually pick a female (laughs) because they know they know they understand the assignment yeah and then or i do a couple because i'm like I'll take yours if you take mine. Yeah, they always need it. Yeah. They need it. A couple needs it just like And everyone it understands picture, picture in in every language. It's a universal sign. It is universal sign. Although on your cell phone, no, I guess it's Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> so um, okay. Iceland. Yeah. So Iceland because it's very natural. Okay. It's beautiful. It's so many, so many things you can do in one day. You can go on an iceberg, you can see black sand, you can go through a waterfall and see multiple waterfalls, see grass and see ice all at this all in the same day what in and the it, same day and it's english speaking so oh, I, yeah that's another thing that's very intriguing is definitely if that's like you know it's hard language barriers these days so cartier rolex gucci prada jordan's adidas balenciaga at ebay it's real or it's getting the fake out ebay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked ever again The watches are inspected by watch aficionados. The sneakers, checked by legit sneakerheads. Handbags, examined by handbag connoisseurs. And jewelry, in the scopes of expert gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their field with meticulous eyes, making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true definition between a real and a fake. Real carries that rare, distinguished feel. You know, the weight of pure platinum. 
the scent of logo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of dunks, the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured, your Rolex moves just as a Rolex should. And that colorway on your Jordan Royales will always be on point. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. eBay authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. Would you be able to help me set up like a Dear Young Queen Iceland trip? People could sign up and... Um, yes. Please. Okay. I want to be the captain. All right. I would love to help you plan it. Yeah. Maybe we could do a retreat vibe. I just feel like people go to Mexico. People go to Costa Rica. Like I'm pretty Iceland sure no one saw the girls trip to Iceland on <laughs> go across their feet. You can drink the water in the creek. What? Because it's that clean. All right, Iceland. Mm-mm. Adding to my list. Well, that's enough about me. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's all up in my business. <laughs> you know, let's get up in your business a little bit. I listen, you, know? you know, one thing I'm not afraid to share is my businesses. Okay, well, since we're doing first and last, okay. Um, tell me about the last time you went on a first date. Oh. Because, you know, I like to keep them in rotation for years. Like, oh, I don't wait, wait, really wait. know. It's hard for me to meet somebody You like new. to keep them in the rotation? I don't like to, like, because I desire that. I just, is like a habit of mine. Because you have an attachment with them? I think I definitely have attachment issues. Let's not go into that. Okay. okay. Um, but next time, that's another <laughs> I just think that, like, I'm, um, I recently got super judged for this, but it's just who I am, my level of comfort. I've never actually dated anybody that I haven't previously met or hung out with. Or that somebody mm. I know knows and has brought around. So, like, I'm kind of the girl that it's like we're hanging out here and we have a crew. And I'm like, oh, that camera guy is, like, really nice. And, like, oh. we'll be, like, friends for a little bit. And mm. then maybe one day he'll ask me out, right? Like, like, that's oh. my vibe. I never, like, I've like never a, met anybody like a on referral. a Yeah. Like or, a little. Or just, like, I'm an energy person. I'm really good at deep talk. I suck at small talk. Mm. Mm. And it's just something I know about myself. If I know nothing about you, I don't, I'm not good at like hey where are you from how old are you what's your like truth be told we've been in this room with these gentlemen for a minute and like we've talked about ideas and projects but i like don't know the basics like where do you live like i don't i don't know how to ask those questions i understand so it's hard for me to Hmm. meet people and actually have first dates no way they're usually hangouts that end up being like hey let's hang out later but i did go on one recently uh, well, I guess it wasn't recently. You know, it was the summertime, which is crazy. I know people who think that single girls like just be out here. <laughs> My last first date was the summer. It was a guy that I had met in February. Actually, mm-hmm. me and Amber and Aww. Charlie and my sister went to the Snow Allegra concert. Oh, Snow. At Radio City. I missed so her dope. here. She, I think she got sick. She's Dang. Honestly, Snow Allegra is so dope. The concert was a little boring. <gasps> you forget that slow songs don't really make for the best concerts. Unless you're Buddha, maybe? Correct. Mm. And I wasn't. I was with my girlfriend. Yeah, and yeah, I didn't want to hold night. their hands and cuddle. I understand. Um, I understand. But anyways, we got wasted. And then after we went to say less, and Charlie knew a guy at the table, at another table. We sat down, we started talking, hanging out. And this guy was great, but he also mentioned his age at the table. And well, that was enough for me to know that we would definitely be friends. Um, And just Oh, so age is a thing for you. Yeah, I'm working past it. I'm working through it. I'm working through it because it's like such has everything to do with other people's opinions and not your own feelings. So Understand. Like, I'm trying, but I'm not there yet. I'm growing. Um, anyhow, 
So it took from, if I met him in February, it uh-huh. took until July for us to go on the first date. Why is that? Um, Just, again, needing to really kind of know him so that I wasn't sitting oh. at the table like. Were there group dates or was there like anything in passing or FaceTime? Um, so there or? were FaceTimes okay. and like stuff like that. that okay, kind of got so you're it to building like, up just who he is, making sure you weren't with somebody crazy. Yeah, because then you have to sit at the table and you don't really quite know. Yeah. Right? It's like rolling the dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so anyhow, this first date, a couple things. Okay. A, I picked the restaurant. And, and I you usually do or you usually don't? So I do usually pick the restaurant, but I actually prefer for a man to pick the restaurant. Okay. I think that just naturally my personality and knowing the city and stuff, men like to default to me picking mm. it. Almost Ashley, like this is this what she does. Ashley. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> I think people, men default to that. Yeah. But I typically like if a man picks. Ah. So it's kind of already set up like, all right, I got to pick the restaurant. Here we go again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then I feel like I picked a restaurant that I felt like a lot of people should know. Is this you kind of like testing him a little bit too? Maybe subconsciously. It wasn't intentional, but I did. So I was like, what kind of Hmm. food are you looking for? He was like, I love Italian. Okay. I was like, great. Let's go to Il Molino. Ooh, there's one here actually. Well, I thought that that was something that he might know. And he was like, what's Il Molino? Oh, so do you feel like you can like teach him a little something when you say it like that and he doesn't know? I I didn't want to. Okay. <laughs> I understand. I wanted him to know. And then when he didn't know, now I'm forced to explain it's an Italian restaurant. Uh-huh. And then I was like, ah. Very authentic. I said, so hey, good. do you know that Drake line after hours at Soto Soto and Il Molino? And he was like, oh, yeah, dope, dope, dope. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> but so, you taught him a little something. I did. But you also like now he was excited. Okay. Because he's like, I'm going somewhere. I'm going to the Drake shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, Shout out to Champagne Poppy. So the next <laughs> thing that I did was like, I was like, okay, but please, like, please don't be late. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he was like, okay, cool. I'm 30 minutes late. He told you, wait a minute. I told him not to be late and you, I ended up being 30 minutes late. I'm sorry. You told him not to be late. Yeah. And you were late. Yep. So oh. that also was like, all right, I'm fucking up here. But again, the good thing about already knowing someone before you do that first date is that there's forgiveness. Had I never had a conversation okay. with him, that 30 minutes late would have told him a lot more about me. Mm. He would have been like, this girl, no, 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 no. But now, but because he knew me, he assumed like she probably couldn't find parking or because yeah, he yeah, knew yeah. I wanted to be there. Understand. Um, so I picked mm-hmm. out the restaurant, mm-hmm. had to explain it to him by using Drake. Tell him not to late, be late. I end up being late. And then we sit down at the table and he looks at the menu and is basically looking for like spaghetti bolognese. And there's no spaghetti bolognese on the menu. <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, you want to do the muscles? Oh, you want to do this? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, apparently mm-hmm. he's a picky eater. I was like, you'll love a kaze pepper. Mm, I don't want to. And I was like, oh marinara? How do you like Italian food? Do you Wait, eat? does that like turn you off though when he's like, can't, it's picky. He's like soup that picky. In every other instance, except for this particular one. It is such a turnoff to me when a man is not willing to try anything. Bend I feel like it's a pivot. female trait. Oh. I feel like you are a grown ass man. If you don't put this in your mouth and swallow it. Or at least just pick something. Yes. Like I have all these dietary strictures, but yeah, I'm let me find just see what you're talking about. Nah, I'm cool on that. Yeah. I feel like when a man is like, oh no, I don't do that. I'm like, yo, yeah, yeah. wear your balls. Oh. Untuck your balls. Just eat it. Even if it's gross, you're going to stomach oh. it. Right? 
So, but what was great is, is that he was, I don't eat it, but I'm willing to try it. Yeah. Okay. That to me was like, all right, thank you for at least trusting. Yeah. And trust. Wow. That's great. And trusting me. It instilled a little bit of trust. So long story short, we ended up having a good date. First date. Yeah. And all went well. But overall, I just felt like the pressure of having to pick the restaurant, having to be on time, having to force him to try to eat food. All of those things just are the same pressures of sitting with small talk, which makes me just not like first dates. I just would prefer Ooh. to hang out in groups until enough time where we really know each other. And I'm like, yo, let's go get tacos. Like the pressure of first dates is just a lot to me. Interesting because I'm like dating now and it's okay. a lot of it's a lot of first dates for me. You're on hella first dates. I'm on all the first dates because most of them don't get past the first date. Because I'm just like, I would hope that you have a restaurant recommendation for me. Mm -hmm. I would hope that you would already know what's on the menu or know what my dietary restrictions are. There's certain things that start to turn me off. I'm just like, yeah, no, we... We definitely gonna go to friend zone and then then it's gonna turn into group setting. Have you ever ended a first date early in this new little phase of life you're in? No. Cause I like You to never eat. had a girlfriend call you. Oh, not dead. <laughs> not your hungry bitch. You're hungry. Well, most of the time I'm gonna either drive myself there or I'm gonna like get my own way there. So I know how to I have an exit strategy just in case. So that's an interesting <laughs> topic also because I recently saw a TikTok video where a woman was like, single girl hacks, want to know how to make yourself stand out different from the pack? And I was like, oh, tell me. <laughs> right? Like, and I hit it like, yeah. tell me more. <laughs> and while I wasn't thrilled with her, you know, her take on this, I did think that she had an interesting perspective. Basically, her take was, the next time a man asks you on a date, request that he picks you up. It has been mm. probably a, a while since a woman has asked that of him. And so even if he doesn't want to do it, he probably at some point in the night will say, you know how long it's been since I had to pick up a girl for a date? And that's something Whether it's a complaint, about. whether it's not, it's something yeah. that will make you stand out and be different. Hmm. Now, it wasn't groundbreaking enough for me to be like, ah, oh, I got to share it. But it was like, okay, cute idea. I like that. But I know a lot of women that feel very differently about that. Yeah, because then you feel stuck. Or you feel obligated or you feel like, what if he doesn't bring me home? Or what if, when am I ready? If I'm ready to go sooner, I'm, you know, all the things. So it's like, yeah, like I understand the women Mm. that feel like chivalry is dead and you should, he should pick you up and all those things. But it's like, okay, now he knows where I live. True. This is a stranger. Now he knows where your house is. The second thing that's uncomfortable is always that end of the night. Is he looking to come up or extend this night? That pressure. The pressure of that also comes with him driving you. And then I just feel like what you said earlier is that it doesn't allow you an exit plan if you hate this. There is no like, no, I'm going to call a car now. It's like he agreed to pick me up and drop me off. And now I'm stuck here until he's ready. I have a little solution to that. Recently, I went on a date Uh and I drove to his place. And put your car there? Yes. I left my car there and then we took an Uber from his place that he got to the destination. Interesting. And then you have the choice on whether you want to get invited in or not. I like this. I think I like this. 
see dating in 2023. <laughs> not, Look at us. Not me. Not me getting the tips from someone that just started. Because <laughs> I have to, again, I got to bring my ass home. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little free game. I've been, I'm a vet. Now, at the same time, I've seen and done a lot of stuff. So even though I'm new to this, like, I still had date nights and stuff, being married. You yeah. still have to, like, keep the intrigue up, the intimacy, the suspense. So, like, you know, sometimes you... Get dressed and be a different person. Free so. game, free game, free game, free game, free game, free game. Every time there's free game here on the Dear Young Queen podcast, <laughs> you are now going to get that free game drop. Hey, Yo, like but that. honestly, today, Lex, I feel like you gave us tons of free game. Yes, yes. And we're going to continue to do that all season long. Pack your bags then, dear young queen. Dear young queen, stay <laughs> safe, dear young queen. We mean on your trips and on your dates. Yes, Just yes. stay safe. <laughs> free game, free game, free game, free game. Oh my God, girl. And Until next time. Line. That part. That part. <laughs> the holidays always find a way. From grocery shopping to gift shopping. From creating to-do lists to fulfilling Christmas lists. Organizing gatherings and attending them usually fashionably late. This time of year, things are nonstop. We know it can be a lot, but like the holidays, you too always find a way. It's the magic that lives inside of you. Just promise us one thing this year. Don't forget about filling yourself back up this holiday season. Enjoy the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family, delicious food, and of course, an ice cold Coke.